podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is the Anfield Wrap on Radio City. Talk got Neil Atkinson, Robert Gutman, John Gibbons and Gareth Roberts with you. Now, I'm going to be honest and upfront because that's the sort of organisation that we are. Uh, we are away as this goes out. We're over in Stockholm. In fact, right now, we may well be on stage in Stockholm. Mike and me, Gareth, we're very excited. First gig to, a, to an audience that doesn't speak English as a first language. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not overstating this, but I'm a bag of nerves. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by it, really. Um, I, I think I'm going to go early on like a bit of a test on what they can and can't understand. I mean... You know, I remember amongst my friends, certainly, or whatever, it's a wider thing. We used to try and come up with the set a sentence that was the most scouse. You know, got got you know, <laughs> got, got got all the scouse things in it in one sentence, if you like. I, I, I remember it, it was along the lines of uh, "can can I can I cook and I can't and a curry," and then the other bit I can't say on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you remember that at this stage. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So I might throw that in early and just see if if they all look at me blankly, and then you know have to slow down, maybe introduce a new act accent stroke voice yeah. yeah it's all very interesting but yeah getting to go to Sweden and Norway is absolutely amazing uh, it's very cold but we'll be making the best of it listen on this show we're going to discuss the running uh, Liverpool have got 12 games to go we're going to come and talk about that before 7 o'clock after 7 o'clock we are joined by Gary McAllister uh, Ian Rush and Michael Owen to talk about the Liverpool Legends not game not coming in Rob sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry Rob um, and <laughs> and then <laughs> Yeah, okay, lads. <laughs> and then and then after that we're going to talk about Southampton versus Liverpool but we're sort of talking about Southampton as we're talking about everything else uh, as we go on this one and <clears throat> excuse me what we're going to start with is we are going to sort of work through this 12 games to go it snuck up on you John yeah it has yeah the, the, back in Europe it seemed like quite a break I mean I'm going next week and it, it, it snuck up on me so um, yeah I mean I'll have my passport handy from the weekend morning so that'll be alright uh, just swap over swap the clothes over and away we go but yeah it's it is, it is here and it'd be nice if we had a, a bit more of a buffer uh, from 4th to 5th going into these games that could have happened with a Spurs win but it uh, wasn't to be and so we're in this situation now where they're very much competing on two fronts they're both equally important I would argue uh, they're both plenty of games where you, you know you, you want to be winning or, or getting a, a positive result as possible and so he's got to look at his squad and see how he wants to use see maybe maybe is he going to go a little bit horses of courses or is he going to go as strong as he can as, as often as he can we'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see on it really but it will be a test of the squad but it's an exciting one as well I mean I, I you see stuck up on me like I you know when I saw we played 26 games and then someone 12 games to go and I went yeah but the hell that is <laughs> you know that is 12 games to go and um, you kind of yeah, you, you haven't really done the maths, really, but we are, um, to use your 800-metre analogy, we're... Um, we're on the bend. Yeah, we're on the bend, and we're coming round, and we're handily placed, but there's there's plenty of other uh, lads who won our, uh, won our position. And we're, all, we're all capable of, of sprint finishes, Rob. We'll come on to talk about them in a minute. The first thing I take from it is 12 to go. It's six home, six away. But... But and this is significant for us, only two against rivals for those top for that top four uh, positions. We've got Manchester United and Chelsea. Chelsea second to last game as well to play. Yeah. They're both away and the away derby. So that says that the main defining challenge that's in front of this Liverpool side is the six home games. It's the six home games where Liverpool are coming up against sides they would be expected to beat, but sides who may well be quite passive, who may well be hanging on for a point from minute one, who might be happy, in the words of the Huddersfield manager, to be only 1-0 down on minute 75, who may well just be happy to get out alive every single time they come to Anfield, and that's going to be the challenge. Yeah, and it does echo the, the run-in last season as well, and that didn't well, in, it played out well away from home. I think we win our last four or five on the bounce away from home. Um, 
but at home, we, we, we can't buy a win until the last day against Middlesbrough. There are other de- I think there's a defeat against Palace, a uh, draw with Southampton and, and yep. uh, another, another couple of bad results. So it is a test. I mean, a lot of it comes down to the fact about who you get and at what time in terms of how badly they need the points. There are some of those sides for whom no points is not going to be enough. Uh, it also depends, I think, in a way, you, it depends on the form Liverpool come into these games. And if we've won our last game 5-0, you know, even if a team needs to win, they're going to park the bus. If they, sense, if they sense blood, that might help us on the odd occasion. If, we, if we're coming back from a European away, and God willing, we stay in the competition a bit longer than the, uh, than the last 16, again, teams may fancy having a go at us. Are Liverpool better equipped to deal with a low block? I don't, I don't know. Well, what we didn't have last season in the run-in is we didn't have Sadio Mane. We had Coutinho and Firmino. I mean, we'd love to have Coutinho back, obviously, but we lacked pace. That was the thing that was we said over and over again. This year, touch wood, if we have Salah and, and Mane going in against these against these teams, will part the bus. I think that that stands us in better stead. From the first game of the season, Gareth, you've been talking about in the pre-season. I still remember you talking about. You talked about it two or three times about Liverpool's home form, the importance of what mm. we do at Anfield. And we've now played everyone at Anfield who, who who can come come to Anfield and feel as though they can properly give us a game. And this is, if anything, this is now almost more of the test, isn't it? This is now where we've got to we've got to end this season with 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 strong home numbers. If we post strong home numbers at the end of this campaign, you would be you'd be surprised if we didn't finish in the top four. Yeah, because it. It, it is actually the Anfield form that sort of let us down, if you like. It's, it's why we're not higher in the table, because if you look at the away form, our away form is as good as Chelsea's and as good as Man United's. We were right up there. I think it's 24 points from 13. We scored 32 goals on the road as well. No one scored more in the league, including City. So it's the draws at home that's cost us already. And as you're saying, you know, we can't really afford many more of them. We need to find that way past the teams that do come and look for the draw. I think they've all sort of encouraged each other a little bit that that is the thing that you do against Liverpool now. And, you know, that's obviously then seeped out into the media. And, it, and, it, and it's grown and grown into this huge thing that you can go and do that to Liverpool. You can frustrate them. You can go and get a point. And so we're likely to see that again and again this season before the season closes. And, and it is up to us to find a way. Um, I mean, the other thing that you haven't mentioned there is yet yet there's pace, uh, quite rightly, and there's trickery and there's, there's lads who can score lots of goals. I actually think it, it's a big deal as having Van Dijk as well because he's looked a real threat from corners. He's winning everything in both boxes. Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden, if we can start nicking games through him getting a or few just, as well. Just an opening goal. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and if, if we're a threat from set pieces, that that's just another thing for you to, you know, another way that you can get through, another way you can get that opening goal. Because the opening goal is obviously so crucial. Because all of a sudden, then these teams that do go come and try and do that to us, they've got to do something different. Because at not, some stage yeah, in the game, yeah, we've we've got players doing better numbers in front of goal this season. In that run in last year, Coutinho and Firmino post about what. 12 goals 11 to 13 between them over the course of the season it's not bad but 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 uh, Mane and particularly Firmino and, and Salah have got much much better averages and as you say that game it is in those games the game breaking goal is key the set piece goal is key but it's also having the quality of forward player who can who can score the goal. you saw it against Southampton funnily enough the, the symmetry of the, this with this weekend in, in beating them 3-0 at Anfield earlier in the season they come you know as, as a, as a de- half decent defensive st- side still in fact Van Dijk in their team um, but we, op- we we break the game open with a with a a fantastic individual goal from Mohamed Salah and those are the tools in our box I'm hoping as I said touch with these lads stay fit that will see us through 
the squad we've mentioned there the the, the pluses uh, around it, John. There's there's still a couple of little bits in there, you know. We don't without sort of re- reheating the arguments around whether or we sh- whether we should or shouldn't have strengthened in January. I think everyone knows what everybody in this room thinks about that now, probably on more than one occasion. But there's a couple of little little concerns, you know. For instance, around Alana. Um, this does look like one of those lost seasons now, as far as I'm concerned. It does look like one of those seasons where the where the footballer will be in and out all the way through, and that might that might be just the future of his career in general, the age that he is and the nature of the injuries that he's getting. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, Lallana is a frustrating one because we were hoping for a really strong second half of the season from him, and at the moment it doesn't look like it's going to happen. That's not to say it won't, it won't click in a month or, or whatever, but, you know, a big fuss has been made over his challenge for the under 23s in the week and I understand why because it's it's so out of character and you know which is not what you're expecting to see at under 23s football but I think it's frustrating because he wasn't doing anything and you know I was watching the game and you know you just you're just thinking well Alana should be absolutely running it you know what I mean he, he arguably should be running Premier League games such as his quality in 23s he was you know it just it just wasn't happening for him at all and i think that was maybe part of the frustration and and because so, you know with himself in terms of what he's doing at the moment and so it's a bit of a worry because defensively actually we look like we've we've got plenty in 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 reserve if you like um Klein given a, a Champions League spot out of nowhere uh, it was really good news Alberto Moreno presumably coming back soon and a centre half suddenly we've got a you know a, a, a you know, wealth of riches, haven't we? You can argue over over the quality of, of each and every defender who's, who's kind of not Van Dijk, I suppose. Um, but, you know, in terms of strength and depth and going down and picking players who we know can perform in the Premier League, there's, there's a lot there, really. Yeah, Milner's shown he's, he's, he's going to be able to, you know, contribute between now and the end of the season. But it just is that attacking point of view. And, and I know you'll tell me that is not a forward, Neil, but he's... He's, he's someone who's maybe able to push someone up and someone who's maybe able to say, OK, well, if he plays with Mane, does work with Mane go a bit further forward or something like that? So losing that, it's if, 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 he, if he's not able to kind of, you know, start games for Liverpool to be effective for Liverpool, you're really just saying Chamberlain of the ones who hasn't been starting recently are then still the huge question marks about um, Solanke. And so it's, 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 it is a little bit of a worry, but we've got what we've got and we've, that's what we've got to go with. It'd be nice, Gareth, if, if one of Solanke and Ings found a way to step up and make a claim either starting from the Well Ings picked up an, uh, an injury in that game as well that's another thing that's kind of been forgotten over the Lallana thing is that Did Ings he? goes off yeah, injured yeah. Solanke, yeah. so it's just a Solanke Gareth it'd be nice if well then Solanke then you know it'd be nice if Solanke could find a way to, 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 to stake a claim even if it's just to be able to give people a rest we'll go on and talk about Europe after the break but you know to be able to give people a rest with one eye on European games because we should be taking that competition very seriously. We should, you know, we're in it. We want to be back in it, but we want to be back in it because we want to be winning it. We don't want to be back in it to make up the numbers. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, um, I think there's a little bit of a danger, certainly among fans, hopefully not among team, um, that, you know, we're taking Porto a little bit for granted. And, you know, they're in, the, they're in the last 16 as well. So, you know, they're no mugs and it's not, it's going to be difficult and you do need your best players and ideally your best players fresh. Um, and I think we maybe are selling it to ourselves a little bit that, you know, um, Mo Salah and, and Roberto Firmino are, are sort of, you know, m- un- indestructible almost and, and, and that they can just keep playing in games. And you've seen, I think the manager's done a little bit of that with both of them in, in terms of selling that to us, that they're both really resilient, they're both really fit, they don't really get injured and 
that just makes me even more nervous, to be honest. And, <laughs> and, and yet it would be great if, if Dom Solanke could, could step up. He's looked a little bit nervous for me at times. There's been... He was good pre-season and, and you know, he, he got a nice goal out there in, in Hong Kong, didn't he? And I think we all got, got excited about that. You've not really seen that reproduced too much. I think he was decent at Stoke, showed some nice touches and some nice play. Um, Burnley probably struggled a little bit there. Um, is only a young lad as well and he just needs a goal as well, doesn't he? I mean, that, that, that's top of the three for him, getting a goal, getting that confidence of scoring at a senior level. And, it, it, you know, the old... The old cliche, really, of it doesn't really matter how it goes in. He just needs one to his name. And it would be nice if he got one and he started to show a bit more confidence, really. But it must be difficult for him as well. I mean, the, the lads he's training with and the level they're at, you know, that in itself must be quite intimidating when you're stepping in for someone like Firmino or Salah or whatever and, and you're expected to perform. OK, this is the Anfield Wrap on Radio City, talking to Neil Atkinson, Rob Gutman, John Gibbons and Gareth Roberts. Be with you uh, in a minute or two to go through what our rivals are doing, how Europe will play its part, and the fact that I actually think we might not like this sentence, but I sort of do think it's ours to throw away a little bit back second. It's the Anfield Wrap on Radio City, talking to be back to talking to John, to Rob and to Gareth in a minute or two. But before then, this is, these, sorry, more accurately, are the Charlatans, and this is North Country Boy. That's North Country Boy by the Charlatans. Um, before I've been a while since I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> before the before the song and before the break, uh, Rob, we were talking about how we've got these nerves around losing Salah, these nerves around losing Mane. Our rivals, I think we often sort of presume they've got unbelievable uh, strength and depth. And a couple of them, you know, in a couple of positions probably have got more more options. But they haven't got some sort of plethora of, of six or seven world-class talents lined up, have they? You know, they, they're going to be as nervous about losing one or two of their big players as we would be. Yeah, I mean, I would. You could say City aside, but I, I don't think City would be happy if De Bruyne's out for a month. I think they, they'd feel they're a less less of a team without him. But let's just park them for a minute. Spurs, despite the fact that they've added Lucas Mara, if they lose Harry Kane, they've got just as much to fear, more to fear than if we lose Roberto Firmino. I think they can bring Lorente in, they can shuffle the pack. Um, you know, we look at them and go, well, they've got Mara, but we've got Oxlade Chamberlain. They may be looking at us and going, well, he used to be good. <laughs> we heard he's good. Uh, likewise, we'll ask Lant in, in our competition, but um, Chelsea. They, they they can't imagine. I mean, they're, they're in a terrible state at the moment, relatively speaking. But they can't imagine life without Eden Hazard. I don't think United would be thrilled to lose Pogba again or, or Alexis Sanchez now at this stage of their season. So I think we've all got um, reasons to be fearful in a run-in and in a European run-in of losing our best players. Our rivals, they don't look... The Spurs were really impressive at Anfield Gareth's second half. They really were. They were really impressive. But putting them to one side, United... They haven't impressed you at the time of the season, but to be fair to them, they have got the points on the board and it shows even now the difference five points makes. Them getting from 56 to 76 in 12 games looks even more straightforward than it does for us. But Chelsea and Arsenal, these these football teams, they don't look, you know, they don't look unstoppable. Arsenal have only won three away games all season. Yeah, it's... Both of those seem like... Well, both teetering on a, on, on a crisis, if you like. Lots of negative headlines, lots of fans not being sure... Lots of you know, there's obviously the continual debate about Wenger's future. Conte now seems to be going head to head a little bit with Abramovich, and there's the, you know there's question marks about how they run, and I think that always sort of seeps right down through the fan base into the team, and and you just you just get a sense that clubs aren't quite in the right place that they should be. Even Arsenal, like you know, Arsenal fans might be bigging up the fact that they made a couple of decent signings there, albeit that they lost Sanchez. 
But then if you dig a little bit deeper, you're like, well, hang on, your manager didn't used to buy players of this age. He used to be really sure of himself, of developing youth and things like that. And the very fact that he's switched now to buying lads who are over 26, who, who are more proven, if you like, that's not really Wenger. And, it, and there's a little bit of a smack of desperation around that. And then Conte, obviously, well, well anyone who goes head-to-head with Abramovich seems to end up with... with metaphorically speaking the head on a plate so you know that that only seems to be going one way so if there's that uncertainty over the manager then you you think there's probably uncertainty in general at the club so all of those things hopefully are going to go in Liverpool's favour they they both feel like they're more than capable of shooting themselves in the foot and as John said earlier it'd be nicer if we had that little bit more of an edge over Spurs in the league it was still scraping. Through. It would be nice to have four more points, wouldn't it? Yeah, it really would. But you know, it's it, we are where we are, and we're going to have to crack on. I mean, it, it, it's made the Southampton game quite crucial, and and, and they, you know they are this sort of bogeyman figure in in current Liverpool history, both in terms of results and in terms of not letting us buy their players without a bit of a struggle. We're going to talk uh, about weird derbies <laughs> in part four. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's made that more of a must-win now. But I mean. It's tight all round, though, isn't it? So while you know you just said a minute ago about how you know rival fans will worry about their players getting injured, they'll also worry about us and about our capability of getting results, their capability of getting results. So it's it's just meant there's loads of fine margins now. I guess if anything, though, it's made it quite exciting because in other seasons you would be like, well, aiming for second, third, or fourth isn't really that exciting. But here we are, twelve games to go, and it is quite exciting because no one knows what the makeup of that you know below City will be. I think it's going to be important that we keep our nerve if the odd result goes against us. Like I can see heads falling off if we don't win at Southampton, mm. and that's by no means a given that we can win at Southampton. I don't think of that if we set City aside, maybe even just Park United for a minute, out between Chelsea, Spurs and Liverpool, and Arsenal even more so, I don't think there's a, there's a side in there who are going to win 10 out of the last 12, or even 9 out of the last 12. Arsenal won 12 on the bounce, sorry, Spurs won 12 on the bounce last year. Yeah, but I don't. But it's a couple of. I mean, I know they play well at Anfield, but it's a couple of games back. They draw draw at Southampton. We're the form team in the league going into that Spurs game. You know, I wrote something about it for Paddy Power, and I was saying like, you know, people were moaning about transfers. I understand, but if if everyone in the in the table our last five games, we had the best results, and everyone remembers the Swansea game we lost, but we won the other four, and so Mm. I think our form's better than we give it credit for. I think our. You know, our chances are better than we give it credit for. I've just had a look at, it, at the at the odds again. And, and the bookies are only saying one to four for Liverpool to qualify for the Champions League. That's all they're offering. So you've got to put four quid on to get a pound back off any of them. And, and it's like, well, you know, it, people, I think, you know, if, if other, other clubs, podcasts are looking and say Arsenal are looking at their chance to top four, I don't think they're saying, well, oh, Liverpool are, you know, you know, they're not talking about them like Gareth was talking about the rivals there. People, people are, are, if, if Arsenal, if Arsenal want to get past us, they know they'll have to really go some. As in, you know, two point five, two point six points a game if they want to get ahead of Liverpool at the end of the season, and they'll know that. Fair. Europe's going to play its part as well, in that someone's going to go deep. The law of averages suggest at least two English sides make the last eight. Uh, it seems like an open season. It's going to distract someone to some degree as well, and it could well be that it is us. And, and that's where you know that's where I don't think at the minute. I think the idea that you have a discussion around what's your priority at the minute it's 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 just mad. You just you just you just crack on, as Gareth said before, Rob. You just crack on. But if you suddenly do find yourself in the last eight or even the last four, that's when you are in the territory of resting people in league games in order to give yourself the best possible chance of qualifying. That gets yeah again to the last eight. If and again at the risk of taking Porto for granted, which we really shouldn't. We really shouldn't. Really Let's not jinx that, that one by yeah, just carelessness on our part, <laughs> as if. But um, 
I, yeah, it, it, it does bring the horns of a dilemma in, into, into focus here because at the end of the day, it's one thing having a run in the Champions League, but not if you don't win it, it's apart from some memories, and maybe that's not to be under, under, underestimated, you, you come away with a season with nothing. If you finish fifth and you're narrow beaten semi-finalists in the Champions League or even beaten finalists, you're a team out of the Champions League next season. The one other thing in it, though, Gareth, is, and this is why I am sort of the view it is ours to ours to throw away. Listen, you know, you can get injuries at any time, contact injuries, and all that sort of stuff. But the other thing to point out is we've done some of the hard part, and we've also done it whilst we're rotating. We, we've got less on the clock than a lot of other sides. Now we did look leggy second half against Spurs, but then I'd say that Spurs didn't look quite as intense first half against us. You know what I mean? I think you know that our our players have not put the put the hard yards in that other people's have at this stage, and yet we are sitting in third. Yeah, and also as well, I think you know there's going to be plenty of games where we're going to have much more of the ball than we did against Spurs. I mean, yeah, as as said, they're a very good side and they did run us round a little bit, and we didn't have the ball for a lot of the game. And you know, whatever level you played footy at, you know that when you haven't got the ball and you're chasing <laughs> it's it, a lot it, harder. it's a lot harder, <laughs> a lot harder. So that's why our lads. I don't know. I feel at times like me and you play for the same teams. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that that that's uh, that's why our lads were looking a bit leggy and that one. I think, but you're right. I mean, this has been, you know, this has been the. Uh, the approach all along from Klopp and his team from as early as the Crystal Palace game you know in, in, he was rotating then He's, you know we've seen all the facts and figures that it's sort of three times more than other teams in the league a lot more than last year and, and even figures that show that you know they haven't been running and pressing and that sort of thing quite as much as they did so that's a conscious effort to keep something in the tank for this end of the season and so you know, they shouldn't burn out. I mean, there is concern. We've done it to, to death, as you say, about, you know, actual numbers and actual quality when you dig down in the squad. But it's it, equally, it's an opportunity, though, for some of these lads. I mean, you know, it's an opportunity for Solanke to show that he deserves to be playing football at this level. It's an opportunity for Woodburn, for example, if he does get a go at some point, because it did look like he'd go. He's been told to stay, to make, to make up numbers. We do know that he's got quality and he may get an opportunity to show it. So, it's all very intriguing and all very interesting, and we can sort of we can forget about the transfer stuff now, can't we? Because that's not happening again till the summer. The squad is what the squad is, and it should be fit and fresh enough to go and get it. Certainly, get us top four, and I just think Champions League. Who knows? I think if we get past Porto, anything can happen. Dead quick. Are we going to do it? Top four? Yes or no, Rob? We're going to make top four. Yeah. yeah. John? Yeah, I expect us to. Gareth? Yeah, comfortably, I think. This is the Anfield Rap on Radio City Talk. Don't go anywhere. After 7 o'clock, we'll be speaking to some legends, and then we'll also be moving over to have a big chat about Southampton versus Liverpool. It is our little chat about what's happening with the Reds bet this week. Uh, the Reds bet are supporting the Anfield Rap this year. Uh, 50% of all uh, losses go to Liverpool support and causes if you bet with the Reds bet. If you don't gamble and it's not for you, that's absolutely fine. Fast forward through this bit. Don't you worry in the slightest. But if you do, uh, enjoy it, and Reds bet want you to, and they want you to obviously remember that those, those losses will go back towards Liverpool supporting clauses so we will I've got Mike Nevin I haven't got Mike Nevin I meant to say sorry I've got Rob Gutman and John Gibbons we haven't got Mike Nevin have we he's in Stockholm now he is he's over on a wreck he's just checking that the beer's alright um, because we're going out tomorrow doing a live show tomorrow night he's, t- uh, he's texting me a picture of the venue looks good is he on um, expenses well, it's, it's his job. So, any 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 lad from Liverpool has ever come back from Scandinavia moans about the price of ale. I mean, it is meant to be there. Like, I've never I'm, been. I'm slightly concerned. Yeah, I'm going to say yes, please, a lot when someone uh, offers to buy me a beer. <laughs> Normally, I'm a bit more coy at these events. You know what I mean? 
And what a just how pricey it could be. Because beer, beer's pricey in city centres in the UK now. I think like, like 20 quid a pint or something. I think it's like close to a tenner, like I think. We were paying pretty close to that in Australia, weren't we? Oh, yeah, that's it. It's not, it's not cheap in Australia, and trust me, it's shite. <laughs> I the mean, Australians the, the beer we're talking about. The beer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Australia was great. We're not off another whole country. No, no, Australia's great. I love Australia. The wine was second to none, but the uh, the ale, that everywhere we went, the ale was thoroughly mediocre. Mediocre and expensive. Nice. What a combination. Yep. Uh, so that, he's there now. He's making it happen. Um, he's been setting it all up. He's, he's texted me from the venue. Um, yeah, that's where we are. Pissed from Stockholm. Well, I, th- I think I'd like to think that he's, he's, he's making it happen. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, I'm sure he is making uh, moves, making moves, but uh, 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 making waves over there for us. Have you seen the video of me and John eating awful things? Ah, oh, I saw. I, I scrolled past him on Twitter time, and I thought oh, I might not watch that later. Is it good? Uh, but people have liked it. People have said it's very, very funny. Hope he said it's the best thing the Anfield Raps ever done. But I think he likes. Really? To see, I think he likes to see me and Neil not enjoying ourselves. Like I think you know he's he probably wasn't talking about the production values. Yeah, he's, he's you know he's not saying that this is this is up there with with, with John's moments in time, Kenny thing, <laughs> or or you know that big the, the big shows that we were doing after thirteen fourteen running and it was all going off. I think he's more into it was you two and a, and a blonde lady. Yeah, Mary London. She she works for for Red's Bet and she's been on this show before. Oh. She's 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 great, Mary, and she was but she's Norwegian and she was giving us things to eat that she's never eaten. Yeah. And this is a really right. Important thing is that you know when did you last eat this, Mary? I've never eaten this. Yeah. Oh, great, excellent. There's uh, a lot of fish, fish-based products. There was a lot of fish-based products. Yeah, it, it, the uh, the pièce de résistance, if you like, hmm. was uh, fermented raw herring, hmm. uh, and it, and the, what it, it was fermented in, I don't know, it was like pickled herring. No, it was yeah. It wasn't pickled. It was like it's like a whole new journey. Yeah, it was, it was fermented hmm. in like I like pickled you know, herring. Devil's piss. Oh, that sounds awful. They, we, we, she, ah. um, we found out subsequently when you open the can, uh, the Swedes, this is a Swedish thing, the Swedes open it underwater. <laughs> so that's where they open, they literally it open stinks. the can open because of how, cause how putrid the, the smell is. Uh, <laughs> now, we didn't they just go that. to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, 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 and, and they don't eat it on its own, they eat it with like about four other things or something. Now, I actually thought it was all right, it was very salty, it was all right to taste. But it was uh, it was it was terrible. To what do you think our equivalents are? These things of like they come over from Burma. shepherd's pie. Burma, I was like, oh, no. oh no! The, and the English have to put that put a hat on to eat this. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, yeah, have, have, have a think about that. Yeah, let's think about that. There'll, 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 there'll be something. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about what Red's better doing this week. So they've got um, Southampton versus Liverpool. Uh, I enjoy South Coast Breeze. Liverpool to score four or more. Let that happen. Uh, that one's on there to Belter. Uh, spot on. Um, Carries to save a penalty. I think it's because he saved one against uh, Tottenham. Um, I like Hail St. Mary's, Rob. Liverpool to win 3 0. Nice touch that one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hail Mary. Hail St. Mary's. Hail St. Mary's. Tell, tell you what, Nev, they couldn't, they couldn't find this easily, could they? No wonder. <laughs> yeah, good work. Um, I like I liked the. <laughs> I'm enjoying you chipping away at Nev throughout this. <laughs> when he's not here to defend Love you, himself. Mikey. Missing you already. Saw you in Steven Gerrard yesterday on a video, by the Suffing way. Sucking up, Ronnie. Yeah, used to I, I, like, I, I, I've, I've terrored him on Facey about it. Going, oh, your best mate, Steven. He'd next to be hugging. Jurgen Klopp telling about it. he's always been always been his biggest fan anyway Mike um, final countdown I like that one <laughs> final countdown Liverpool to reach the final of the 2017-18 Champions League 
I'm, you know what's tickled me on that one? It's only seven to one. I would have, I, before I looked at the odds, I thought, oh, it'll still be about a billion to one that, won't it? Seven, seven to, to one. one. Tantalising. Tantalising. Not, I, I don't want a piece of it. As you know, I only bet against Liverpool. You, very, my, you, you, you should do a series of bets for me. Well, they have. They've got, got horrible weekends. Death. <laughs> <laughs> They've got horrible weekend. Liverpool lose, Everton win, Man United win. Oh, yeah, that'll do. Uh, <laughs> and that is, that is 20, I think it's 21 to one or oh. 20 to one. Oh. Uh, and that is, that is, that. That, that's a bit of you, that isn't it, <laughs> yeah, Rob? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Going on holiday on the back of that one. <laughs> you, uh, Down the Reds. Don't spend it, it hasn't happened yet. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, Rob's determination to bet against Liverpool. My favourite one remains the 13 14 game against Manchester City. Uh, oh, yeah. when, uh, when, when, when I think you, you, you ended that one on the hook to potentially win about 93 grand or something. <laughs> Things were just getting out of hand because you kept backing against us every week. Yeah, yeah, it was building and building. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, Reds kept, <laughs> the, the Reds kept winning. Uh, Rob kept being made up and simultaneously uh, broke, lose, broke yeah. losing money in a series of insurance. Came bets. good in the end, though. Um, Southampton Liverpool I like actually like this bet John as a legitimate they, I, I might actually put some money on this myself Sadio Mane to score and be booked at 7-1 to one. feels you like it's got something see it because he's, what did you call that one he's, he's, he's Saint and Sinner I love because he's yeah he's um, he's struggling a little bit at the moment but still finding the net semi regularly so you can see how he has a, he has a tough afternoon the crowd are on his back he maybe yeah. lashes out at something he shouldn't but you know gets his goal to silence them. I can see how that happened what, what do you offer me there Neil I'm offering you sevens. Oh, okay, okay. I'm interested. Could we have, uh, they should have an Adam Lallana one linked to him strangling a, a, a 19-year-old apprentice again. Well, we shouldn't say that, really. It's all right. Yeah, it's actually, it's it's actually happened, yeah. literally happened. Think, yeah, yeah, no, go, do that one. Adam Lallana to get booked. and you know, That would be the Saints in a one, yeah. Adam, Adam, Adam Lallana to kick off. Yeah. Uh, but he's out for a while again anyway, isn't he? Uh, again. I think he's. I, think, I don't think he's going to make this one. Now. I think it's. It's. Oh. I thought he. Was, you know, he came. Off, he came off the pitch under his own cogged, uh, steam, didn't he? So no, he. He's okay. I think he could be on the bench for this. Although, it feel, feels a dubious reward for his fifty-five minutes before strangling a teenager <laughs> to then put him on the bench. Clop in the press conference. We're welcoming back Adam. Really good to have Adam back. He never really plays well against Southampton. He does. He struggles a little bit with it. So. Do any of our myriad ex Southampton lads? Lovin's got his head together with it now. He struggled a bit at first, but now he's uh, he's, he's, he's 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 doing a little bit better. Big test for that for Virgil. He, Mike's missed some opportunities. The Vir, a Virgil bet, Mike. Um, the Virgin Ma- or something like Virgin Mary. Is that word? The Virgil no? Mary. Vir- Virgil Mary. The Virgil Michael, Mary. Michael, I'm coming for you. Van Dijk has got a goal job. at both ends. Yeah, the Virgil. Thirty-three Mary. to one. I'm making this up, listeners. You can't gamble on this. I'm making <laughs> it up right now. Uh, um, that, Virgil. That's the way in which that works. Listen, uh, thanks as ever uh, to Red Better uh, for supporting the Anfield Up this year. And just to say again, if you do uh, occasionally bet on football, then this is a good way to do it. But it's not just football. Anywhere that you do do so, you can do so through Red's Bet. I doubt any of you, not many of you listening to this are professional gamblers. And if you are, you're not doing so for our advice. Uh, if you're doing it for a bit of fun, uh, come uh, to Red's Bet uh, with the Anfield Wrap. Uh, gamble enjoyably and responsibly. Do do both. And if you don't, as I say, that's perfectly straightforward, completely understandable. And we go from there. Uh, let's get back over. I'm going to chat away to John now. Yeah, but you know, you, you, you only the podcast listeners get this, not the radio one. So we love you. But also, I'm going to be talking to John now about uh, the Legends game. So you're just going to like it. There'll be like a click or something, and then, and then it's me and John. I don't, I don't know. That's how this works. Welcome back. This is Radio City Talk, and this is the Anfield Rap. Neil Atkinson and only John Gibbons for this little segment because we're talking. John, about something that you went to do this week, uh, you uh, you disappeared off with Josh Sexton from the office, <laughs> and you went to Kirby, and you had a nice time watching uh, watching Liverpool Legends train. Yeah, and it was. I mean, I mean, first and foremost, how exciting was that? Yeah, it was. It was cool. It was. It was. 
it was in the indoor uh, centre at Kirby, and so you walk in, you're looking around for things, and then you kind of get hushed into this this like gym, like a sports hall, basically. And then there's all your favourite footballers from when you're a kid, all the but, ones you loved. Yeah, and they're just messing about, like they're trying to hit Aldo on the head and stuff like that. And you know, were they succeeding? Um, I think he was onto it. Yeah, to be honest with you. So um, I, yeah. I reckon Aldo's Aldo's had yeah. probably since he was six years old that game. <laughs> <laughs> So the idea it was, it was it was training probably you know doesn't really reflect what Jürgen's doing with the lads right now, but you know it was they were there they were posing for photos and enjoying each other's company and that's what you get from a lot of these legend games is, is we were going to talk about on, on the game itself but you know they, they're made up to be back in each other's company they're made up to be representing Liverpool again in some way and just kind of feeling part of you know a team again even though it isn't quite the team. It, it, that's something that comes. We're going to we're going to play the, the, the yeah little interviews with 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 three people. Uh, we've got them coming up: Gary McAllister, Ian Russian, and Michael Owen. But one of the things that it, that sort of comes through there is is that there is still this, you know, and it must be so strange because from five years old, as I said before when I was mentioning Aldo, from five years old you're in a footy team. Yeah. That's it, you're in a footy team, and your entire life is sort of defined by that footy team. When you're that good at football, that's yeah. what it is. And then suddenly you get to thirty-five, and someone says, "No more team for you. Yeah. No more team for you." And that, and so when they do all get back together. It, there's definitely they all love Liverpool. That's not yeah. to say they don't love Liverpool, but it's as much the idea I think that oh, we're a big gang again. There's us. This is what we are. Massively, and and I think quite often they'll they'll say they, they miss little things that they didn't expect. So it's not the, the playing as much as the dressing room and things like that. But it's great that the, the as you say they feel that bond still towards the football club and someone like Gary McAllister who you're going to hear from now who only really played for the club for two years really but says we all the time when he's talking about Liverpool and that's just dead nice you know and he's still obviously you know he's in the area a lot and is is you know maybe maybe got to the stage of his career where he never thought he he, he, he played for someone like Liverpool I mean he won a league title with Leeds of course but you know in terms of a, a world renowned name and, mm. and so and doing it on the European stage exactly and, and so what he was able to achieve he's you know you, you sense he's still pinching himself a little bit but yeah it was good it was good it was nice to get down and yeah it's it's it whetted me appetite for this Legends game now well let's uh, let, let's hear from them let them chat away uh, this is uh, John and Josh uh, speaking to Gary McAllister to Ian Rush and to Michael Owen in that num- in that order, but I suspect you know what the voices sound like by now. Just a tip, Gary's the Scottish one. <laughs> First of all, Gary, how much are you looking forward to pulling on the red shirt again and winning out at Anfield? Oh, it's always very special. And, and have you seen the pitch lately? You know yeah. they've, they've spent they spent some money in the summer. The pitch is like a billiard table. So getting on there, hopefully it'll be a full house. I think they've sold forty one thousand tickets, so I'm no doubt by the the day of the game that will be a be a sellout. And it, and you've got to touch on why we're doing it. You know, I think that's the, and that is the main thing. The, the, you know, the LFC Foundation do fantastic work. Uh, so it's it's satisfying to know that the money's raised, they're going to a great cause. 41,000 soldiers shows the, the passion of the Liverpool fans and the desire to still see these legends, including yourself, playing football. Yeah, it's a great testament to the players that represent Liverpool, but also we've got to mention Bayern Munich. I mean, they, they, they won't, they've got a few decent players in their, their set-up as well. And I think and the fact that you know there's a couple of guys that have not been back for a while, Dirk Coyton, Xavi Alonso coming back, that'll be that'll be really interesting. I'm looking forward to, to seeing the reception those guys get. I'm sure it'll be wonderful. 
in terms of looking forward to this legend games rushing it the, the feeling of going back with you with your teammates must be fun as well and you know training together today and then and then going in to, to play again with your mates it, it's not quite what it was like back in the day but it must be quite close well it'll never be the same as what you what they were were they you know you can't bring back yesterday so but i think what we can do is uh try and go out there and entertain you know even like a training session now um, you no know, people enjoy it so I most probably won't be able to walk in the morning, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I think uh, it's, that's what it's all about. You'd give anything to do that. You know, any lot of ex uh, Liverpool players would give anything to be here. You know, there's only so many that get the chance to play at Anfield again. So to get the chance to play at Anfield against Bayern Munich is something really, really special. And, uh, you know, and you just take it all day long. And, uh, you know, to, to walk out just to be on that pitch at Anfield is, uh, is something uh, people don't get the chance to do that. And, we were lucky uh, when the top of our game to do that. And again, you know, uh, not the top of the game has uh, got the chance to do it again. And the fans always come out for, for games like this. So hoping for the full house, I'm sure. I'm sure the people have come. We go on to bring kids too, to, to maybe see players that they didn't get to see and things like that. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. Obviously, Liverpool's got a huge history with, with players that have, have done the red shirt and, and had a lot of success. So it's great to, to, uh, to see mums and dads bringing the, the youngsters and, and pointing all the old legends out and... And uh, they're the, the future, aren't they, of the club? And, and hopefully they go get the bug and, and go on to, to be lifelong supporters of the club. And uh, to play all the sort of legends that you've seen in the Bayern Munich lineup as well as the Liverpool lineup, it must almost feel a bit like having a European game back at Anfield. Yeah, I mean, the standard in terms of the names on the sheet will be, uh, will be pretty high, whether, whether everyone's kept the fitness and uh, <laughs> are sharp is, a, is another matter. Um, and of course, it's a, it's a notch or two down on watching your regular Premier League game in terms of the speed of it, but you still see flashes of brilliance from uh, from a lot of players and and I think people expect that the standard's not going to be what it once was but um, they still appreciate you know um, the lads doing what they're doing and of course it's for a great um, cause in the LFC foundation and Ian just how much are you looking forward to walking back out Anfield I'm looking forward to you know I say it's uh, it's great sometimes when you're playing you don't realise how lucky you are you know because it's your job to do that you know and uh, you walk out and you take it for granted it's only when you stop playing you realise how lucky you've been. So, and a lot of people don't really get the chance to do that again. You know, we managed to do it last year against Real Madrid and it was something really, really special. So to do it again, managed to do it again against uh, Bayern Munich, for me, something I'll take it. I'll take it all in. I think sometimes when you play, your job, because you're so focused on the game, you know, you take one game at a time. But I think now, as now you finish playing, you know, you're going to be, uh, I'm going to take it all in on a day and, and really enjoy it. Gary McAllister, Ian Rush, and Michael Owen there, and of course John Gibbons and John Josh Sexton. I thought talk them down. Uh, all, all, all equally equally legendary in their own right. Um, John, the foundation itself, and I think it's a source of of source of. I'll be quite honest, really, a source of mild frustration at times in our office where we work because you want to talk about all the fantastic things that they do and you, you just want to have opportunities to do so really because there is some terrific work that the foundation is looking to do and, and you know, it, you really do want to scream it from the rooftops. Yeah, I mean, it's it's small stuff and big stuff really and, and some of the things might be just as simple as the, as the Red Neighbour Scheme, which is all linked, which is all about getting local kids into, into Anfield quite often for the first time and doing things like rewarding good behaviour in, in the area and just making kids who, who can see Anfield every day feel more connected to it, right up to supporting charities like Older Hay. I mean, they've, they've written some very big checks recently, Liverpool, and that should be pointed out. Uh, I think the one to Older Hay was £225,000. So it's, you know, they're not small amounts that they're, that they're kind of able to give away. And it's because of games like this that they're, that they're able to 
do with this, these Legends games. So I think that the players, you know, the, as we, you know, we said, they, they love playing and, and you've got Gary Mack talking about how nice the pitches and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I felt like pointing out he was hardly playing on a bog, you know what I mean? I reckon, I reckon Roger Hunter have a way with him about what, what pitches he was playing on. The, but, um, I like the idea that they all say that in the dressing room. <laughs> you think these balls are light? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although yeah, telling them they don't know the form, but but I think I think the the, the proud to kind of raise money for these charities as well, and that's part of the reason why you get such a, a star-studded lineup. Like you know, I mean, it's 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 kind of a who's who of who's won things for Liverpool, including um, Mr. Stephen Gerrard. Mr. Stephen Gerrard, you got the list in front of you. I can't get it up. I think uh, the list you have got. Um, you've got. So on the day, knocking about, was Jason McAteer, Robbie Fowler, Stephen Manaman, Michael Owen, Gary McAllister, John Aldridge, Ian Rush and Phil Babb. Um, there'll be lots more playing as well, um, including Jamie Carragher, I believe. And they're playing against Bayern Munich, who are bringing a star-studded team as well. And I'm told on, on, the, on, the, uh, on the wink that Xavi Alonso is playing a half each. A half for either side. Well, that's what I'm told. I mean, it might not be quite a half. It might be 30 minutes, but he's doing bits. He's doing, he's doing, he's doing little bits and pieces. Yeah, do, so you know what, do you know I think he's going to do at some point, John? I think he's going to spray the ball into space <laughs> from the middle of the park. But I love he's going to get out from under yeah, his feet and ping it. Yeah, I love the Bayern uh, bringing such a strong team. Now it's Lam and that, but I mean, what a weekend for them boys as well. Oh, I'll tell you, do you what. Know what I mean? I'll tell you what. And what, it's, what a black that is at home. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I've got to go and do this charity game at Liverpool. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, don't family. Even oh, yeah, all my mates. So yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're all together. But no, we're not going to enjoy it. It's working. We're an ambassador for this. Some foundation. So Philip Larm's playing. Yeah, that shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> I'm hugely concerned. We best pick Garcia. <laughs> the Spanish lads are playing. I think as well. I think Garcia is. Dirk's playing, isn't he? Yeah, Dirk's there. Dirk's. As well, yeah. I reckon we've got to put Dirk on Larm and just keep him quiet and get on top of him early. <laughs> well, Dirk's still playing, isn't he? As well. So, so I think it's I think it's retired in the loose. Well, it's legends, isn't it? And the all old legends of Liverpool. So you can still get tickets. It is selling out fast. I was told by Gary McAllister. Um, <laughs> Who's <laughs> doing yeah. um, So it's on Saturday the 24th of March. It's priced at £20 for adults and just a five for kids. So, uh, yeah, Liverpool will be buying Munich. I think it'll be good. I'm going to go. Excellent. Uh, I like that sort of thing. Uh, really good opportunity to get down to Anfield. If you, got, if you don't manage to do so very often, uh, you can go there for that one. Uh, what was the date again, John? Oh, uh, I've just knocked it off. Uh, but, but uh, we're, we're, sorry. It's all right. Saturday the 24th of March. Saturday the 24th of March to see uh, Liverpool Legends versus Bayern Munich Legends at Anfield. Uh, and it should be it should be, it should be be an atmosphere of lots of people enjoying themselves and hopefully four or five lads taking it deadly seriously because <laughs> that's my favourite way this can go. And I'll also be in the crowd shouting horrific abuse to Xabi Alonso first half and then praise him to this guy's second. Uh, listen, this is Fleetwood Mac uh, and this is Little Lies. This is the Anfield Wrap on Radio City Talk. Neil Atkinson, John Gibbons, uh, Rob Gutman and Gareth Roberts to conclude this one. See you through the weekend. Half past four kick-off Liverpool on Sunday we'll know what everyone else has done apart from Chelsea who've got another man Monday night game against bottom of the league West Bromwich Albion surely it can't happen again uh, but first let's talk about Southampton and the recent little mini revival John they were good at Watford in a 2-0 draw uh, they went through against Watford in the cup they've got themselves a win against West Brom they the other thing is you just list the names you just read the team out and you're going good player good player good player they haven't got many great players. They haven't got many special players. They haven't got many ridiculously distinctive footballers like, for instance, Andy Carroll or Ben Teke or, you know, Zaha. But what they have got is they've just got tidy lads all the way around the, all, all the, way around the pitch. Yeah, it, it was funny because they, they go 1-0 down against West Brom and I tweeted, I think Southampton might actually go down this year and then they, and then they turn around the game and won to, I suppose, maybe to look a bit silly. Although I, still, I mean, I suppose, again, that they still might... It's. I, think, I thought it was Moody that he read them your tweets after. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fine. You know, I, I, I'm glad I inspired someone. Um, 
I mean, Lamina looks a good player, doesn't he? But I think you're looking at that game and he knocks one in from 25 yards and you think, well, he's not going to do that every week. And, and there was a sense of that against West Brom that the, the stars aligned for them a little bit. They spent some money on a striker as well. We'll see. We'll Could allow, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what he can do. It's it's too early. I don't think he's really done anything yet, but it was certainly too early to, to judge either way on that. But you do sense that they look short of goals all year, haven't they? And, and you know, they've, they've rolled the dice on this lad. And as I say, you, we'll have to kind of, you know, wait, wait and see on him. But I don't know. I, I, I Have they turned it round or have they just got a, a couple of results from, from playing in a similar way? I, I sort of suspect it might be the latter, really. I've, if I was a Southampton fan, I'd still be worrying about just about firepower and about, you know, have they got, you know, enough to worry a team like Liverpool? The the thing I noticed with them, Rob, looking at the table, is the goal difference. You know, they're only minus ten. This is a side with twenty six games, as we said before, and they've they've been rooted in the bottom half of the table, but they're only minus ten. And what I think that tells you is they're not getting battered. They're not losing games by by, by a million miles. That's what's not happening to them mm. uh, week in week out. And what that sort of suggests is that you know we can be optimistic about victory on Sunday, but there's every chance we're going to be embroiled in a really tight game. Yeah, it doesn't feel like, feel like this is one of those where we've romped to threes and fours away from home. That the Bournemouth, Huddersfields, West Ham's, Stokes, the lot, every, everywhere we've been. We've not just won, we've won decisively um, away from home. This feels tighter. Southampton have had a reputation of being a strong defensive side for the last few years. It's been, you know, that, that presumption's been uh, challenged a lot this season, but, but not as much as it has for other teams of their ilk. I think the last time they take a proper beating is Spurs on Boxing Day. 5-2 It's the last time this revival has been a revival of sorts so there are three FA Cup games in the mix aren't there with these so I'm not I'm not sure I mean John's right last week they go goal behind my Twitter timeline was the same saying he's, he could be sacked within a week Pellegrino so yeah. no one was reading them as, as the revival team at the moment at that at that point in time West Brom it's 3-2 in the end I think if Liverpool are focused and at it this this should be one we can navigate comfortably but the, enough. But there's something else though, Gareth, isn't there? In, in that it'll be rocking, the gaff will be rocking, rocking half for Sunday. But also the fact that we've got this weird rivalry with them, and yeah. I don't quite know how we managed to do it. It feels like we've got ourselves another weird derby from it's nowhere. Keep buying the players. Well, that's how we've done it with these. What I mean is, in general, that we we do seem to pick up. Like United don't have any weird rivalries, really, do they? Gareth, we seem to get ourselves sort of embroiled in every in one every sort of five or six years or something. Yeah, where I mean it's it's. It's only seven. It's seven players we've bought off them, and they've they've banked 174 million quid or thereabouts off that. So I don't really get what the problem is with us. Like if you're a Southampton fan, you've got a problem about seven players leaving. Like look in, not out. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it, it's it's your people who've been involved at your club who sold them. So I don't really get that half of it. Um, but but it has developed into this weird one-sided plastic rivalry because we're not bothered about them as far as I can see, and yet they're really bothered about us. And you know we've had them trotting out the scouse stereotype songs and things like that, which felt a bit strange. Like you know why have you really got a problem with us? Um, and 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 just in, I mean we will get all that pantomime stuff obviously because there's going to be some of their ex-players in our side. You know we'll wait and see how many, um, but. I just think it must be really. Maybe it's just because it's really grim watching them. Because uh, for all well, this, they haven't got a derby anymore anyway, and I think that's what part part of what lashes in there. They haven't got a derby anymore. Portsmouth are nowhere near, you know, are nowhere near the top flight, and they don't want to take Brighton or Bournemouth seriously. I just think that you know this season they, they will. They, you said it'll be rocking, and I think they will go for that because they'll be trying to 
you know, they'll be trying to make something out of it. You know, we, they'll probably be saying all the things we say in terms of if it's a Sunday afternoon game, it's a chance to sort of get yourself in the right mood before you get in the ground and all that. It's nasty Liverpool coming to town. You know, well, ultimately, though, they've won three at home out of 14 games. And that would, that, that would be pretty poor, pretty soul-destroying to sit through all season. Three wins out of 14 in so the league. They are this season. Yeah. There's a lot of this up and down the division, Rob. There's, there's, yeah. there's tons and tons of sides who've only watched the side win six times in 26 or less. Honestly, that's that a third of the division has only seen six wins this season, uh, home and away. We should worry. I was just thinking when Gareth was talking, imagine Barcelona, we get Barcelona in the European Cup. They, they come to Anfield. Do we boo them? Do we boo them because of the lads they've had off us? From, from Mascarano, Luis yeah, Suarez. Rivals, I mean, that man. would be, yeah, well, that just puts it in focus. It'd be ridiculous. Um, there's a chance we might rob. I won't talk that down at this stage. Uh, uh, I think there's a few probably looking forward to playing Barcelona. I would boo them just because we want to put it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, we're not going to do the that. The one thing we need to put right is our, is our record going down there because it's not great, is it? I think out of the last the last 10 going down there, we've only won four. We obviously lost there in the League Cup semi final as well, and then and then same at home. So feels like I always like to throw in a bit of revenge uh, aspect <laughs> aspect to it all. I like to think that you know things. Well, are you? Uh, yeah, well, you know, I like to think things still get pinned. <laughs> Up on dressing room walls and all that sort of stuff. So John's tweet. Imagine yeah. <laughs> you as a top manager, guys. Will he stop pinning stuff on the dressing room walls? Honestly, there's no room. He's got to take stuff down. There's no wall anymore. <laughs> Plaster's coming away. Um, just then, wake me out as a team. Um, John, you go with the same centre back partnership. Uh, yeah, I thought he was all right. Yeah, yeah, I'll go with them again. Um, if Moreno go- left back. You'll go Moreno left back. Yeah. Is he back facing that? And it appears to be from the report so far. And, I, and if he is, I'd be, I'd be banging him in for this, Robertson for Europe. I'm surprised if he. he did, I mean, he was he was key to give people games in that under 20, uh, minutes in that under 23s, and the week mm. Moreno didn't get minutes. I'm wondering if he's 100% yet in training. It was quite a long. I'd be surprised. And we've had you a full. You're not going to see the Lana, are you? Because, I mean, as well as the red card, he didn't look great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, he could make the bench. He could, it's not impossible. I mean, he, he was fit enough. If well, Gomez or Trent? I think it's Gomez. I think it's Gomez. Uh, Gomez for the two games. So with one eye on Porto, you think you play him in both? Yeah, I, I see. I see. I think he will pretty much be unchanged. Maybe apart from a, a midfielder coming or out between Southampton and Porto. Uh, do you think you'll do Milner for this one? Um, no, I think it'll be. I think it'll be Henderson, Chan, and Oxlade Chamberlain. Yeah, I think he'll go Chamberlain. Uh, Gareth. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And, and the, front three's the, the front three is the front three. three. Just no one's, you don't see him doing anything surprising in the front three. There's a possibility if he's got his. I mean, there are, there are two clops really of the last year. The one who who isn't overly concerned with asking lads to do the, the odd back to back and goes, well, why not? There's a break afterwards. He he picks the team we've all just picked. But there is a clop who who is cha- who's rotating to a degree for its own sakes, thinking further down the line. And if he is in that mode. Then this is one he could bring Solanke in for. Who do would not, miss? Do you not think it, like because it's Porto away mm. first that there's something in that you know you you almost don't need to play your front three away in that game. Yeah, I think that's not beyond the bounds possibility that he keeps one of them back for the bench mm. and goes. Let's get an away goal in the last twenty. Bring you know bring Solar or Mane on later yeah, yeah. on. I mean I don't think that'll happen, but when it if and when it does, that'll be the justification. Okay, quick prediction, John. I think we'll win at Southampton. Yeah. Win at Southampton, Rob. Yes, win. Gareth, 2-0 to Liverpool, yeah. 2-0 to Liverpool. Uh, enjoy the confidence hugely. Thank you very much to Gareth Roberts, John Gibbons and Rob Gutman and obviously the former footballers who chatted away to Josh and John uh, earlier to, uh, yesterday, in fact. Uh, this has been the Anfield Wrap this week. Liverpool go down to St Mary's half past four. Lads, three more points on the board and everything will look so much rosier.
Sports Social Podcast Network.